Welcome to the Mustang UMC podcast recorded each Sunday morning during our 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. services. We invite you to join us in praise and worship during that time, and our hope is that this podcast serves as an encouragement for you and for your family in your daily life. I'm going to just talk uh, briefly about physical healing, and I'm going to speak about one of my own. But the verse I chose today come out, comes out of James. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed many sins, you will be forgiven. Prayer is just simply asking God for help. Back in 1980, I slipped on a Lego, and when I did, I reached out to stop my fall because I was expecting my second child, and when I reached out I, to grab the countertop, I hit my elbow on the edge, and um, I damaged it, but they didn't do x-rays at, at that time and uh, because I was expecting a child. So I just lived with it, and then it seemed to get got better, and so I just kept putting off going and getting anything done. And then in 2001, 2002, I was on a bowling tournament, and... Um, I bowled through the first game, and my elbow was really beginning to hurt. And by the time we got into the beginning of the second game, I couldn't hardly lift my bowling ball, much less bring it back so that I could throw it forward. So I told them that I just had to quit bowling that day. Um, So it was several months later I was headed to a women's retreat up at Mount Sequoia in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And there was four of us uh, women that had went up there early so that we could pray over everything and everyone during the retreat that weekend. And my elbow was hurting so bad I could not lift a water glass. And the ladies noticed it and they asked me what was wrong and I told them, So when we got to the retreat center and we had prayed all throughout and then we was praying for each woman in the the room that they would be staying in. And so they laid hands on me, anointed me and prayed for me that that my arm, my elbow would be healed. Well, we went about our little activities that evening and welcomed the other ladies when they got there. And the next morning I got up And it was probably about mid-morning when all of a sudden I realized my elbow has not hurt since they prayed for me. That was back in about 2001, and to this day it has never hurt again. And I've never had any kind of surgery or anything on it. So, you know, we... to. For me, that was a monumental moment in my life because I had never been healed like that. And so it set me where I was to begin to go. But one of the things I realized during that time is I had never asked 
anyone to pray for me. And, you know, Jesus said, just, uh, James says that we have not because we ask not. And Jesus said, just believe that I am the Father and, in the, Father, and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask anything in my name, and I will do it, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. At our healing retreat a couple of weeks ago, uh, Reverend Horton reminded us that God is praying for us. Um, Psalms 116, 1-2, it said, I love the Lord because God hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. Because God bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. So I'm here to remind you that not only can we pray for you, and the power is not in our hands when we lay hands, but the power is in the name of Jesus. It comes from the Holy Spirit. But God is praying for you. He leans over to hear your prayers. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us, and the Holy Spirit is here to pray for us, and he can pray for us when we are unable to pray for ourselves. So what I ask of you today, do not be afraid to come forward later and to ask for prayers. Because if you don't ask, you're not going to receive. Let us pray. Father, we just pray for your Holy Spirit to come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. And Father, we ask for your Spirit to just flow through this sanctuary now. We ask for your Spirit to touch those who need some kind of healing Lord Father, come, Holy Spirit, come. Amen. If I might share a scripture with you today, a few verses from Psalm 51, a very famous psalm written by David in a challenging time in his life. David wrote, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Now, there are lots of reasons that people struggle with depression. Some, for some, it's, it's literal, chemical, physical makeup. And so sometimes medicine can help with that. But for me, it was circumstances. I struggled a lot with depression and anxiety because I had gone through a divorce from a person that I was with for 10 years. Now, to be clear, in the first service, they thought I was talking about Marty, and I am not. <laughs> but we did think about sitting on opposite ends to confuse you guys. We thought that would be kind of a fun prank to play on you. No, it was years ago. But I feel like those events impacted me greater than maybe the average person because I was a Christian. And I was with Christian people. And sometimes, guys, we're not the nicest people around. And my Christian brothers and sisters were not the nicest to me. And so I felt condemned. You know, a good Christian man does not get a divorce. 
In fact, a good Christian man has the steely resolve of Harrison Ford, right? And the flinty look of Clint Eastwood and the folksy integrity of Jimmy Stewart, the debt-to-income ratio of Dave Ramsey, and the emotional complexity of a blue-tick hound. Isn't that true? At least that's what I learned growing up, right? That was my dad, my grandpa, that's how you were. But I was none of those things going through a divorce, and so I was very depressed. I had panic attacks and mood swings and struggled, and then one day God sent a word, just one word. That word was teshuva, teshuva. It's a Hebrew word. It's in the Bible all over the place, teshuva. In fact, in the psalm we read today, that psalm amongst the the Jewish people is called the Perek teshuva, the great prayer of repentance, because teshuva really means repentance. Now, in the ancient Hebrew, they didn't have a lot of words like we do today. In English today, we have thousands upon thousands of words. In ancient Hebrew, they only had hundreds of words. So every word meant a lot of things. And and the word teshuva, though it meant to turn towards God, to repent, had a picture of a path. That was the image that you saw as a Hebrew when you read that word. And so I was listening to a podcast on my way to therapy one day, and the podcast was about teshuva, this path. I got out of the car, I went into therapy, I started talking to my therapist, and she drew on the whiteboard a path believe it or not. She didn't know what I had listened to, but she drew a path on the whiteboard and she said, Levi, what we're going to do is we're going to stop setting goals that we can't meet and instead we're going to pave our path with our values. And so I drew little bricks on the path, a brick that said God and a brick that said family and a brick that said forgiveness and love and integrity and mercy and all the things that I felt were my values. And I left that room like a weight had been lifted off of me. A physical weight had been lifted off of me. I believe that word was an emotionally healing word for me. So in the midst of a really dark moment, I encountered Christ, the risen Christ who helped me to rise again from a dark place. And in encountering Christ, I was supernaturally healed. So when I look back on this, I think, wow, God can heal in any way. Sometimes it's when we pray for each other, we lay hands on each other. Sometimes it's in secular, therapeutic, behavioral health counseling. You never know when it's going to happen. Don't be afraid to get help. Will you pray with me? Oh God, we love you so much. And I thank you that you are a God who heals, not only physically or spiritually, but also emotionally. For those in this room today that are struggling with anxiety or depression or addiction, fear of failure, fear of loss, fear of death, I pray that you would fill them with the peace that surpasses understanding, the peace that only comes by the power of your spirit and through the beauty of the gospel and your son, Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Kay. Thank you, Levi. I want to read a little scripture to you today from Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 through 2. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. 
Now, when Jesus said these words, it caused a little bit of a stir amongst the people because they're like, who in the world is this that can forgive sins? And why would he forgive the sins of a paralyzed man? And Jesus, uh, just to mess with them and also just to show his power and his goodness, he said, what, do you want me to just say, take up, get up, take up your mat and go home? And so he said, take up your mat, get up and go home. And the man walked away. Now, one of the things that's interesting to me as a, as a pastor and as I think about healing is that there's this connection between forgiveness and the spiritual need that we have and the spiritual need that we have to receive it and to give it and healing. That, that, that there is this combination that we ha- can have between forgiveness and healing. Confess your sins one to another and you will be healed, the scriptures say. Forgiveness comes from God. Healing comes from community, and it comes from this experience. And so I'm here today to talk a little bit about spiritual healing and about this idea of the connection between forgiveness and healing. Because I believe that there are people in this room who need to experience forgiveness in order to receive the healing that they need. And so, um, like Levi, I was in counseling, and while I was in counseling, um, I was talking to my counselor about being mad at those people, all right? Now, I don't know about you, but do, do you have a they that you get mad at from time to time? Maybe they did something decades ago. Maybe they did something this morning, right? But I was talking about them, and I was hoping that he was paying attention and would feel sorry for me. And, and he was uh, not doing those things. He was doing his job. And one of the things that, that as we were talking is that, that he, he stopped me and he said these words. He said, Aaron, you're not mad at them. You're mad at yourself. And my instant reaction was, you're wrong. Right? We get defensive, right? Like, no, 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 no. but they, but they, but they. But I knew that those words were actually true. It was one of those times in my life in which I I just knew that I knew that what he was saying was right. And and, and it's weird for me because I'm a a pastor and I've been a follower of Jesus Christ for a long, long time. and, And I had already forgiven them. That's what I was supposed to do. But even though I know that forgiveness is a journey, it's a process, it's not just one time. Sometimes maybe it is. But most of the time, forgiveness takes a while. And so even though I had forgiven them, I realized that I hadn't forgiven myself. And maybe there's somebody in this room today who, who, who you have not forgiven yourself. You have held yourself to a higher standard than even God has held you to. I knew that God had forgiven me. I knew that God had, had released this debt. I knew that Jesus had paid it all. But I still felt I should have done better. I should have been different. I should have been in a different place. And so I needed to forgive myself because there was something that was preventing me from walking because I was holding on to this unforgiveness of myself and I was using it to blame somebody on the outside. And so for me, as I, as I walked this road, I had to realize that I needed to accept the forgiveness not only from God, but also I needed to forgive myself and I needed to walk down this road and I need to believe the truth that I've been preaching to people. That you are a beloved child of God no matter what you do, no matter what you have done, that doesn't uphold your worth. Now, do we mess up? Absolutely we do. But just as God forgives us, so too do we need to forgive ourselves, and so too do we need to forgive other people. And there are times where we've got to hold that. Now, one of the things that he told me is that he told me later, he said, Aaron, you need to let 12-year-old Aaron off the hook. 
you need to let 20-year-old Aaron off the hook. He was doing the best he could with what he had at the moment. You need to let him off the hook and not hold on to that. And I had been holding on to that. And so as I, I go through the process, and for me it really is a process of forgiving myself for things that I've done, for things that I've said, for the mistakes that I've made, I begin to feel this freedom of healing and knowing that I am who he says he is. Who, who, who he says that I am, that I'm a beloved child of God. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And I'm not defined by my failures or my worst mistakes. And that I can receive that. And so I do believe that there are people who are in this room who need to forgive themselves. Or they need to forgive other people. And they need to be able to take this step of faith. So in just a little bit, we're going to have some prayer teams that are going to just get, be gathered up here. And, and they're going to be able to, to pray for you. And so we're going to have some time where it's going to be um, quiet. Uh, we're going to have some music in the background. And, and I would strongly encourage you um, to take one of the cards that's in the pew pockets um, and fill that out. And I'm going to encourage you to be at least one step bolder than you normally are. I know some of you, the only time you come forward is for communion, all right? And that's only because everybody else is doing it. But today I'm going to invite you to, to take one more step. If, if that means that you're going to write it down, then write it down. If that means you're going to come forward, then come forward. But do not be afraid because God is here to heal and he wants to heal you. And so I'm going to have a, a time of prayer before. And, and while I'm praying, I'm going to invite our, our prayer team to come up. And I did something that was weird for me. So, um, and I don't know how this works, Reuben. So I'm just going to, what I'm going to do is I felt the Lord impress upon me some things that I'm going to pray for. It may be you. It, I may be totally off base. But maybe there's a message from God. And so during this prayer time, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a number. And I don't even know what that number means. But maybe it's going to hit somebody here. And, and so there's going to be some things that I'm going to pray for that I believe God has led me to pray for. Whatever that might mean. And then we're going to have this time again at the altar. Because we believe that it's God's will to heal. Now also, if, uh, especially if you're watching online and you want us to pray for you, we have this pastoral prayer line that you can text us. Um, or again, if that's the most courageous thing you can do from your seat today, we invite you to do that. But let's go into an attitude of prayer. And I'm going to invite our prayer team to go ahead and get in their positions. So God, we do. We come to you today. Believing that it is your will to heal and that you are just as good and as loving and as powerful and as active as ever before. And so God, right now, we, we turn our hearts to you. Lord, I, I'm going to lay out these things that, that I felt that you impressed upon my spirit this morning. Lord, I pray today for the person who needs to repent. I pray for the person who has done something to harm somebody. And they have never sought your forgiveness. Maybe it was last week. Maybe it was 25 years ago. But they've been carrying the weight of their own actions. And they've never asked you for forgiveness. And they've never forgiven themselves, Lord. So I just pray for that person. Lord, I, I pray that there is a sister relationship that needs your healing today. A sister relationship that needs your healing. I, I pray that there is somebody who is overwhelmed by darkness, like actual darkness that has been feeling like it's hovering over them, that has surrounded them for like three months, Lord, that just this darkness has been caving in on them. I just pray for that person today. Lord, I, I pray for 13. I don't know what that number means. 13 
I think that that's significant to somebody somewhere, somehow. So 13, Lord, you know, they know. So Lord, we pray for that. Lord, there's somebody whose granddaughter or somebody who is a granddaughter who's overwhelmed, sick, hurt. Lord, I, I, I pray um, that there was somebody who was resistant to come today. They almost had to be dragged in today. They barely made it today, whatever that is. Um, but, but I just want them, I think you want them to know that this is what they needed today. And to not be afraid that, God, you have this and that, God, you are for them. And, Lord, I really felt a, a pervasive sense of fear. That, that there are people in this room who are terrified. I, I feel that there are a lot of people in this room who are terrified. And so, Lord, into that, you say, do not be afraid. And so, Lord, I pray that the people would be able to name their fear and give it to you in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Mustang UMC podcast. Once again, our services are at 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love to see you there. For more information about the Mustang United Methodist Church, please visit us at mustangumc.org or email us at office at mustangumc.org. That is office at mustangumc.org. We hope you enjoyed.